Nation. Thank you for joining in and supporting the dogs in the house. Could not do this ministry without you all. Love you, New Mission. We need each other. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say to me, take your time. <laughs> say it again. You didn't say it loud. I said, take your time. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you for your permission. This is the fifth sermon of this series. I hope you've been in getting the truth of God's word through it, whether you enjoy it or not. Some sermons you don't enjoy, but, but that the truth will set you free. Uh, my objective is transformation for us, not information. Today I'm going to try to take another step, another step of explanation of why things are the way they are, why we're in the mess that we're in. What happened? What took place? To understand, and when you understand the beginning, you get the end. When you understand the beginning, the whole Bible makes sense. When you understand the beginning, you begin to understand why all this hell we're in. And you quit blaming God. Let's step into this. Scripture we're looking at again is 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the Amplified Version of it. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous more spiritual Spiritual condition, say that with me, spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh, the new has come. Hallelujah. The thought I want to bring to you is we lost it all but Jesus. Hallelujah. That's, that, that's something to shout about. We, we lost it all but Jesus. Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, move Tracy out of the way and hide me behind your Shakanda glory. Father, let them hear you. Let them see you. Allow your Holy Spirit to, to preach this message. Lord, open our eyes that we may see let an illumination take place that Lord we see that we understand and that we see how desperately we stand in need of you even now Father glorify yourself in the mighty name of Jesus we pray amen Last week, we left off in Genesis chapter 3 where Satan had deceived Eve and Adam was just disobedient. 
Eve did not receive the commandment from God, do not eat of the tree. It was Adam because the power of representation for all mankind was, was in Adam. The, the seed bearer, the seed giver, it was in Adam. It's, it's time that we quit blaming the females for this. Quit blaming Eve for this. It was Adam who had an understanding of the commandment of God that Eve was not given because God started with the male. Hallelujah. To many of us, it doesn't make sense that in Adam, because he failed, we all fail. But what we don't understand is, is that Adam was man's kind representative, and whatever happened in Adam happened to all of his seeds from generation to generation to generation to generation. Can, 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 can I step into this a little bit more? God knew Adam was going to fall before he made him. Some would say, well, well why did he make him? Because God wanted to share how good he was with somebody else. He made us for relationship. Listen, not religion, relationship. There was no such thing as religion. It was about relationship. Even now, it's not about religion. It's about relationship. God, God, God wants you to know him. He wants to show his goodness to you. He wants you to delight in him, and he delight in you. As children with the father and the mother, that's how God wants to have this relationship with us. So watch this. It doesn't matter how religious you are. If you don't know him, you don't know him. Doesn't matter how many religious things you do. If you don't know him, you just don't know him. You either in Christ or out of Christ. There is no in between. And, and the way our obedience give us confirmation that we are really in him. I was talking to somebody and they said, you know, I, I used to go someplace and do such and such and say, but after I got in Christ, the conviction That I, I had to give up because the conviction. When, when, when you are in Christ, you just can't do at any old way. The conviction of the Holy Spirit in you will so bother you. It'll keep you up in the middle of the night. Oh, yes, it will. When you are engrafted in Christ, the life flow of who he is is in you. It will bother your conscience. The stuff you pay no attention to now will wake you up in the middle of the night and say, you need to go back and say you sorry. And if that's not happening to you, you better check your salvation. If you can act anyway, say anything, maybe all you got is religion and not relationship. 
Genesis when Adam and Eve fell. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Satan lied, and what he did was made that tree of good and knowledge. And, and not understand, because what he's saying is, I'm going to open you up to me. That's what it was. Once you are disobedient, your whole nature is going to change. When before you was a spirit being that has a soul that's in a body. He said, Adam, I know that God told you that the day you disobey, you're going to die. Well, I'm going to tell you he lied. Adam thought he meant physically, but what God meant was spiritually. He said, now, now, now the day you disobey, the day you choose not to allow me to be your source. Huh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't get so angry at Adam because we make the same choices. When we choose to do things our way, when we know God's way. Hold on now. I'm going to bother. I'm going to bother us, okay? Come on now, curl up your toes, curl up your toes. God says to David, when David sinned with Bathsheba afterwards, he said this. He said, why did you despise my word? Then it comes back after that, David, why did you despise me? I said, wait a minute, Lord, what are you talking about? His, his word is him. His commandments is him. It's his character. It expresses who he is and it shows us how far we've fallen. Let me speak to somebody who thinks that they can live by the Old Testament. Really? You can live it perfectly? It's not about good and bad. What God said, the original way I made you, you are no longer that. I no longer see my divine spiritual seed in you because the day you disobey, it died. You was originally made in my image and you was covered with my glory. In fact, you was physically naked, but you was spiritually covered. Your spirit overrode your physical nakedness and you was covered with my divine glory. But the day that you disobey, you lost my glory. You lost your covering and you, and you became conscious of yourself and unconscious to me and you saw yourself less than what I originally made you. Can I ask you a question? Whose voice are you listening to? We think we can hear anything, listen to anything, say anything, and it don't have a benefit. 
don't, it don't have no effect on. Can, can, I, can I help you with something? Yeah. Satan is trying to kill you softly. Yeah. He don't care if it takes 20, 30 years. He's trying to impede, if not your, see, because if you got salvation, he can't take that, but he can mess up your walk with God. He can mess up your, your peace with God. He can, he can mess up that you hear God. Most, when the last time you heard God? He comes and says, have you, who told you, who, who you've been talking to? Because Adam, I made you and Eve to the place where the only voice you could hear was mine. I made you that I was your source. I, I was your everything. That, that I, I was going to show you everything in time. You are my children. I, I take responsibility over you. But now you have gone and got yourself another father. First John chapter 2 says that, that there's nothing in the world, verse 15 and 17 says, that all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Now, now, what he's talking about is the five senses. What we see, what we hear, what we taste, how we feel, the emotional part of us. And, and, and this is what Satan did. He took us out of the spirit and made us cardinal. And now what we try to make is this world our source for soul satisfaction. Somebody said, you have to identify the sin in order. No, just, just identify the source. Listen, some, some of us will say, you know, what, 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 oh, you need to talk about homosexuality. All I, need, all I need to do is talk about lust. And it covers everybody. Because if that's what you use, regardless of male, female, whatever, and it's out of bounds of God's word, it's out of bounds. One is not worse than the other. It's, it's trying to find satisfaction from the world when God says, wait a minute, I'm your source. Everything else is supposed to be your resource, but, but we got it out of bounds. We have made God our resource sometimes. And we go to satisfy our senses and pay no attention to our spirit. And then we blame God for us not being happy. Jesus comes in John 15 and he says, my joy I give unto you, not the joy of the world. My peace I give unto you. He said, I, I give it from your spirit. If you get spirit sensitized, if you get in your spirit, it would be like he says to the woman at the well, it would be a fountain of living water flowing up in you through you from me. But since you don't come to me, 
He says to the Israel people in Deuteronomy 28, he said, he said you're going to be in darkness groping. Groping the fine. He said, you're going to be confused. Isn't that what we see? Isn't that where the world is? For some reason, we keep on thinking that the world's supposed to get better, but really supposed to get worse. Why? Because we have Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 said that you have been, you have been spiritually made alive. Then it says, he said, but you once was, like everybody else, under the control of the prince of the power of the air. You was dead, slain. Like God said, the day that you sin at him, you will be slain. You will die. You in your trespasses, you'll say, he said, at which time you walk habitually. I mean, you couldn't help yourself. You had your habits on. Don't, don't look at me that way. All of us had habits <laughs> that we went to for our source. Look, look, look. And you were following the course and the fashion of this world system. Watch it. Under the sway of the tendency of this present age. He wrote that 2,000 years ago. Okay, add two more thousand years of that and multiply it by a thousand. Under the sway and tendency of this present age, following the prince of the power of the air. That's Satan. Remember, Adam had authority, but he gave the keys to Satan. Satan says to Jesus when he's tempting him in Matthew chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, he says this, he says, he says, look, I'll show you the glory of this world. It's mine. And whoever I want to give it to, I can. Jesus don't debate that. What happened? Let me show you what happened. You will find what happened in 1 Samuel 17. And you see this in the battle of David and Goliath. Here is Goliath. This is spiritual principle manifest in the physical. Here are the Philistines on one side. Israel on one side, and Goliath, this guy is about nine feet tall. His, his, his spear was like 125 pounds, and this, this bad boy was a, was, a, was a champion. And this is what he said to them. He said, if you sit out your champion and fight with me, then whoever wins, the whole nation wins and loses with this one battle. He said, well, I have to fight. Send out your, send out your baddest boy. I, I'm our baddest boy. And everyone will win and lose with him and me. Everyone lost with Adam. After they, they have fallen in Genesis chapter 3, God comes and he said, what happened? Notice what he says. He says, I cursed the snake, and, and it was on the snake that went down, lost his leg, but then on Satan he said, 
you will hurt his heel, but, but her seed, not seeds, seed shall crush your head. That's a killing blow. He's already prophesying about the Messiah. That's the prophecy of the coming of Jesus because God knew what was going to take place and already had a plan of salvation. Let's, let's go a step farther. He says to Eve, he says, now your childbearing, child-bearing you're going to have pain. Then to the man, he said, the, the ground of the, is cursed. And what he's saying is this, two things he's saying. He says, y'all have cursed the earth. You have cursed the life you're going to live. And the reason why you're going to have pain in childbearing, because life is going to be painful. I sat in class and they said, it's not fair that we get uh, pain in childbearing. I said, oh, it's not fair. You want to go to Africa with me, and you see people starving to death because the land won't produce. You, you want to come to India with me and see children with their stomachs out because they have parasites in their stomachs because the land won't produce. Both of them are an illustration of what happened on the whole earth. The whole earth became cursed. Can I be honest with you? Let me take it a step farther. Mankind became cursed. Because now, instead of producing the fruit of God, we now more naturally produce the fruit of Satan. In fact, unless you're born again, we can't even produce what we're supposed to produce because our spirit died and God is spirit. Away with thinking we're good enough. Away with thinking we're good. How can you be good when you're dead? How can you produce when you're dead? No, you have to be engrafted into Christ so that the flow of his nature that he puts in us, that's why he said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. I have to put my spirit back in you. And Nicodemus said, I don't understand. Does that mean that, that, that I must be back in my world? And watch it. And Jesus says, he said, what is born of water is the flesh. What is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, 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 some people mean that water means water baptism. No, it don't. No, what that mean? Right now, my grandson is in his mother's stomach, and he's in a sack of water. That water is keeping him alive. When the water bursts, breaks, it's time to go to the hospital. So he goes in the next verse and says, what is born of the flesh is flesh. But what is born of the capitalist spirit is spirit. Unless you have accepted Jesus Christ, repented of your ways of walking outside of him and accept Jesus, his death and resurrection as your atonement for salvation, 
then you're not born again. Once we're born again, something so tremendous happens. That's what 2 Corinthians 5.17 is saying. You are now engrafted in Christ. A miracle has taken place. God has dropped into you the seed of his divine character. So it's not you being you. It's Christ being Christ through us. You know what the hardest thing to do is to get out of his way. Hallelujah. You know, now God, we still hold on to our own way of thinking, our own way of feeling. Hey, 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 hey. Your spirit is not your feelings. And your feelings is not always wrong, but it shouldn't be our feelings guiding us. It should be the spirit guiding us. And we make our feelings get in line. Some of you didn't feel like coming this morning. You came anyway. Hey, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me hurry. So, so what did we lose, Tracy? We lost our source of everything. The, flush, the lust of the flush, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, which is ego, became what we chased after instead of chasing God. The kingdom that was under God's rule and leading is no longer under God's rule and leading. Satan said, I got the keys. And man became under his dominion. Our positions as rulers, our authority. Listen, we, we was large and in charge. Animals obeyed us. Under God's leading. And Adam gave it all away. Our spiritual connectedness. And watch this. We still say we're born in the image of God. If you're born again, if you're not born again, you lost that. The best picture that I can describe is in Isaiah 52, beginning in verse 13. It is Isaiah who was prophesizing 750 years before the crucifixion, before the coming of Christ. It's a prophecy. It is foretelling. He is seeing the cross. Isaiah 52, beginning in verse 13, to all of 53, he is telling the cross. There was no such thing as the cross, but he Fourth tale. David does it like a thousand years before the coming of Christ in Psalms 22. Psalms 22 said, They pierced my hands, they pierced my feet. Well, how can he say that when there was no such torture? It's God forthcoming. That's why the Word of God is the Word of God because it foretells what's going to happen and it happens the way he says it's going to happen. But in that Isaiah 52, beginning verse 13, he said, my vestige was more murdered than any man. My, my, my body was more beat than any man. And it says there that he did not look human. Let me explain what's happening here. He says, so he was so disfigured beyond any human being, his form more 
beyond any human likeness. Notice it used likeness. This is what's happening. He said, I'm going to make Christ on the outside what happened to you on the inside. Satan so disfigured Adam that he no longer resented the image of God. And Genesis chapter 5 said he started having children after his fallen image. We have no clue. We have no clue. You want to know why the cross is so horrible? Because it's trying to show us the horrible thing that happened in us. He's trying to show how far we fell from him. He's trying to show us what Satan did to us. All of mankind. And the cost Christ paid to get us back. It was so bad that from Genesis 3 to Genesis 6, God had to destroy the earth because most of mankind had become so demon-possessed that they were past saving. The only one that was righteous was Noah. And he had to start over with Noah or there would not have been anyone that carried the light. Whether you know it or not, my brothers and sisters, this is not the yellow brick road. This is not uh, having a big house and a picket fence. This is about us being the witnesses of God to a broken world, the dying people, that they see the love of Christ in us. Whether you know it or not, we are his witnesses that we know that he is real and that he gave everything to call us back in the relationship with himself. It's not about your feelings. It's not about you being happy. It's about Christ being all up in us. That somebody see Christ in you. We're living in a dying world and politics can't fix it. The president can't fix it. Jesus came to call us out of darkness into his marvelous light that our light may shine that somebody else may get saved. We have gotten so off track We have gotten so messed up. We think it's about us. It's about him. Isaiah 43, he told Israel, but he also told, he said, I chose you. I called you out. I protected you. I even traded other people for you. For what, Lord? That you may be my witnesses. That you may declare to everyone, I am he. Not 
just preachers, everyone that knows Jesus, you have a testimony. You are a witness of how real he is. And yes, trouble's gonna come. When are we gonna realize that Satan's gonna send trouble your way to make you shut your mouth? When are we going to realize that the enemy's going to try to stop you so you would sit down with a bad attitude, with a negative disappointment, and think that life is about you? Hold on. What I realize is that when you make life about him, he'll start wetting you. Hallelujah. I'm not saying everything, but he is able to keep you. Even through the storm. Oh, he's good. Oh, he's good. I, I want to talk to somebody who's been to hell and back. And even your hell situation. Didn't he come see about you? Didn't he rock you to sleep? Didn't he walk with you every step of the way? Didn't he show up right on time? Didn't he satisfy your soul? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. The Savior of the world, the Alpha and Omega, our King and Redeemer, our everything, our everything. I was born to conquer Satan and undo what he did in us. He will heal your soul. He will satisfy you with himself. Take your eyes off of the world and put your eyes on Jesus. He'll show up. He'll show out. He'll manifest himself to you. He will become as real as you let him be. You got the key. To someone who is asking why life has been so hard. Let me just say this. Everything that happened to me was needed to happen to me to be who I am today. There's areas of my story that if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. In fact, I don't believe it. But because it happened to me, I know it was real. But I know today, Every single that happened because I was so determined. I was so whoa that God had to break through all that hardness and get a hold of my heart. So everything, everything.
every single pain, every single hurt, every, it, it benefited me. I would not know him the way that I know him. And I'm not saying I'm all that. What I'm saying is he broke me so he could teach me. He broke me so I would know who he is. You need to try Jesus and place all of your hope, all of your dependency, all of your expectation on him. You have placed your expectation on the world. But this world is set up to steal, kill, and destroy you. So why do you expect Satan to satisfy you? The only one that can heal your soul is the one who created you and made you for himself. You're chasing the wrong thing. You don't find yourself in success you don't find yourself in money. You don't find yourself in pleasure. You don't find yourself in stuff. You find it in the one who created you. And his name is Jesus. Do you know him? Have you accepted him? And even after you let him in, there's levels of submitting to him. I read your teaching. This young lady came in and said, and we started talking. She talked about how long she's been delivered from drinking and drugs and all that. As he said, and just recently, I don't realize that my boyfriend, who's not marrying me, he got to get out. <laughs> He's getting in my way of my relationship with Jesus. He got to go. I gave her a high five. He will make you leave things that you thought you needed till you realize who you need is him. Five, one, three, is a number you can call. The minister's here. Will talk to you out there. They will be waiting on you. They will pull you in a room. They will talk to you one on one that you can share your heart. And as you share with them, you're really sharing it with Jesus. Oh, do you know him? Do you know him? We thank you for joining us. We thank you for, for watching. We're coming back next week. Father, even now, touch, Lord. Touch all of us, Lord, because, Lord, in all of our life, there is another level. There is a, another experiencing you, seeing you, walking with you, knowing you for ourselves. Lord, help us to get beyond head knowledge. Because what you want is our hearts. Because you gave your heart. You gave everything to save us because you love us that much. Father, I pray that even now that 
Your love will fall on folks. The love that you saved us with, the love that you sacrificed, that they come to know the height of it, the depth of it, the width of it, the dimensions of it, that they begin to experience this love that beyond description. I don't know why you love us so much. I'm just glad that you do. Even now, Lord, help someone accept you as their savior. Touch, Lord. Touch, Lord. Touch, Lord. Touch, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Love you. See you next week. Yeah.